Welcome to the Berkey Guide podcast. As has become a bit of a podcast tradition, today we're giving Ben Pop a call a few weeks before the race to find out what's in store for this year's edition and what happened to his phone. Oh yes, there's a story there. The Berkey Guide podcast is brought to you by Pioneer Midwest Race Wax Service. You have a lot to worry about before the Berkey. Training, travel, bib pickup, how much pasta to eat, how many gels to bring, how much to dilute your Gatorade before the race, whether if it's really cold, pour a little whiskey in there so it doesn't freeze, but maybe I'm the only person who does that, waxing your skis, making sure you have your wind briefs, whether you'll move up waves this year, and even more. Most of this is up to you, but do you really want to haul your wax setup up to Berkeyland and then spend the night before the race losing sleep and inhaling wax particulates? Let me tell you about my experience using a race wax service. Gone are the days of having to have a wax box full of expensive sprays and powders and rills and hoping that you come up with the right one for race day. Gone are the days of gas masks and rotocorking the night before the race. For something that you may only use a couple of times each season, it's much more efficient to use a race wax service. They have access to more wax, better equipment, and, face it, they're probably better trained at applying the wax than you are. This year, Pioneer Midwest is offering Berkey Guide podcast listeners $5 off their race wax service if you use the code PODCAST at checkout. Pioneer Midwest is owned by Matt Leapsch, a former Berkey champion and still a high-level racer. He did finish third last year, so whatever's good enough for his skis is probably more than good enough for yours. You might not be as fast as him, but your skis probably should be. So whether you're gunning for the podium, the Elite Wave, or just trying to beat that friend of yours who always clocks in a couple minutes faster, check out Pioneer Midwest Race Wax Service at pioneermidwest.com, and remember to use the promo code PODCAST. Here talking to... Uh, Fearless leader Ben Pop, uh, executive director of the American Berkebiner Ski Foundation, and um, man in search of a new phone. Why don't you? Uh, why don't we just kick uh, kick this off with that story? Well, you know, Ari, it was great that you were going to call me today for a podcast, but unfortunately, my phone is now at the uh, bottom of Lake Hayward, sleeping with the muskies. Yeah, I was, you know, with not much going on up in Hayward right now, so I thought I'd spend the afternoon fishing, uh, you know, seeing if I could catch a big muskie or something. But no, I was actually, you know, we had a warm uh, weekend, and, you know, obviously everyone, or maybe not everyone knows, but Lake Hayward is actually the Nemecagan River. It's a national park, you know, so we get to ski through a national park. Um, but uh, it is a river, so it is moving water, and so that ice is always something we're checking on frequently, and... Um, we were out on the lake today uh, drilling some holes, checking the water or the ice depth. And, uh, you know, I was taking notes on my phone and, and uh, lo and behold, I, I drilled a hole. Kurt uh, said, I reach over and perfectly arced. It came out of my breast pocket, bloop, right into the hole perfect swish and down it went so you uh, you want to complain about the berkey right now just call my phone and it'll handle all your problems but no so it's um it is unfortunately gone but um you know it was good yeah the, the ice is weird this year you know um in that we've had 
never some really really cold temperatures and we had a lot of snow when it was forming so there's some areas of really crappy ice there's some areas of really good ice um and the next week or so is going to be really important we have to uh, there's about two inches of water on top of the main ice within about an inch of ice on top of that and so we're actually in the process of figuring out how to break that top ice to get it to freeze down that water that's underneath that kind of two inches of water that's on top of the main ice um, so that's going to be our challenge over the next week. We have some really cold temps coming up this week, so we're hopeful that uh, that should uh, help us out, and um, we're going to end up with uh, some good ice when we're done. So the idea is to take the uh, take the snow off the top, break the ice down there that's on top of the water, let the water refreeze, and then if put yes. some snow back on top of it for the race. Exactly. Yeah. Basically going out and plowing off this little bit of water and ice so it freezes nice and then going back and putting some snow on it um, once it gets a little bit colder or, you know, if it does snow on it. But uh, yeah, it'll be, um, you know, another uh, little challenge. We spent um, about uh, two days building the ice bridge. I don't know if a lot of people do know that where you come off, and I think we've talked about it before, where you come off the lake is actually a little swamp behind Marketplace there. And we actually build, that's where the snowmobiles come on and off the lake as well. And so we dump a ton of parking lot snow, goes into that, and kind of basically builds a snow bridge um, across that little area. And so they finished that. It turned out really good. So the exit off the lake should not be a problem, but... Uh, we just got to get the uh, get the rest of the lake in good shape, and uh, before you know it, uh, gosh, under three weeks and counting. Yeah, there's a time for water skiing on Lake Hayward, but that is not in February. That is not right now, correct? Now you have uh, had a good snow year, but it has not been very cold, um, especially the last few weeks. How's the trail holding up with that? Yeah, you know the trail right now is in just superb condition. I actually skied about sixty k this uh, on Sunday, mostly on the north half, um, and it's great. I mean, we probably have anywhere from right now twelve to eighteen inches of really nice base. Um, we've had a couple days in the forties on and off that really caused it to settle and firm up really nice. I mean, if we had the race today oh, people would love it um so of course is in really great condition and um we've actually groomed the southern half of the trail a little bit more than normal this year because we've actually staged a piston bully down by duffy field and it's worked out really great and so i would say we have a really uniform trail base right now that's in really nice condition so um, like I said, outside of Lake Hayward right now, which is a little bit testy, uh, the rest of the course is in fabulous condition. And we've had just record numbers of skiers here this year because it's been really mild. And, um, you know, highs in the mid-20s, lows in the teens um, uh, for a lot of January, which is obviously a lot of times when you're in that just deep freeze, hasn't been here this year. So um, while the ground underneath and, and a lot of the areas aren't super hard frozen um, like you would typically get in a January time frame, the snow conditions itself are really nice right now. So we're going to hopefully uh, continue with this weather pattern and um, make sure we have some good snow coming up here in, uh, boy, just three weeks. Yeah, now uh, I'm obviously going to play the weather nerd here. Uh, it sort of looked for a while, like a, a couple of warm weeks. And I know a few weeks ago we had a few year, weeks. Oh, I know a few years ago we had that very warm spell uh, that melted all the snow, but. The warmth this year was, it, it never got real warm, it was mostly in the 20s and 30s, um, so the snow basically probably just compacted, uh, and there's, yeah. there's so much of it, and I'm looking at the weather, and you know, the next couple of weeks, uh, there's no 40s or 50s or really 30s on the horizon, so hopefully we're, 
we're headed to one of those Berkeys where we just have a lot of you know nice fast snow. I could pack it down and don't have to really don't have to worry about anything before the race. I I, I take some time to to predicting what the chance of cancellation is, and right now I'd say it's pretty darn close to zero percent. So I think uh, hopefully that that holds. Yeah, you're not the only one that's hoping that holds. <laughs> uh, no, right now, I mean, you look at the forecast, um, and temperature-wise, look really good. Again, it's really been sort of a groundhog day. I mean, it's been a lot of lows 10, high 28, low 9, high 23, low 17, high 30. Um, you know, and so, again, never getting really cold and freezing really hard, but on the flip side, never just getting all these huge melts that sometimes we get. And really what it's starting to do is transform the snow, which, uh, let's face it, Berkey skiers should love that because that makes it nice and fast. And uh, the trail density, it's really, really dense right now. And so it'll be really fast. And so let's just hope it stays with that. And, and again, right, I, I, you know, I don't know how much souls we take in a 21-day forecast. But looking out, uh, at least this next weekend is Wisconsin State Meet here. And they're going to have great conditions. Following weekend is the pre-Berkey. And, uh, or, I mean, this is along with the pre-Berkey in North End this weekend. And the following weekend uh, is kind of our last prep weekend before then Berkey week comes and all in all looks pretty good interesting not a lot of snowstorms coming through during this period right now it's looking like um, remaining fairly dry and so again you know if it stays like this we should have some pretty fast snow and and hopefully great race experience and I think sort of thinking back we haven't really had a fast year since 2009 and 2010 when I think it was similar conditions that transformed snow that you can just put the tiller down and and really dig up so it's fast but it's pliable and it's just a really fun fun race yes. to ski on and the winters are you know the winters might be around two hours but it's not like 2014 and we had those really soft conditions and the people were finishing were were much yeah. further behind so hopefully yeah. we keep that going I'm with you there. I'd love to have a fast race and because uh, it's fun, right? I mean, it's the Berkey course is a challenge in and of itself, and so then to add, you know, six inches of warm, soft snow makes it, uh, you know, really, really hard. And so it'd be really fun to have a nice, fast year and uh, see, uh, give people a chance to really go out there and rip it and have fun. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to have fun no matter what, as long as we're well, skiing. But, Good uh, point. You know, that's it's, right. it's nice, that's to, right. nice to shake it up. I know someone asked me, uh, someone who's not a skier asked, well, what's the uh, what's your goal time for the Berkey? And I said, you know, I don't know. I always wind up in the same place, but my times have varied from two twenty three to three oh two, and the course hasn't changed that much. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So I think that goes for a lot of people, and we always look at look at what wave we're in, what place we're in, more than more than the time. Right, right, right. Changing gears a little bit, we're looking out at the Berkey two and a half weeks away, uh, quarter loop of the day before. What are some of the events that people should be looking forward to for Berkey Week? Um, and what kind of events are, are unique or special this year? Yeah, you know, it's going to be a really cool year. Um, obviously, Prince Oak and Cordy again on Friday, which has really turned into a super amazing event. I think this is record number for Cordy this year of participants. Um, Prince Oak and again up around nearly 800, which is uh, what we had last year. Um, so those are just really cool and accentuating sort of that awesome Friday. Um, a couple of cool things this year. 
Um, the Berkey Bash, which is again our Thursday night event at the Steakhouse. If people haven't come to that before, we is done, we've done it as a fundraiser in the past, but this year it's all about uh, getting people fired up about the World Cup. And Keegan Randall's going to be there, Ida Sargent, a few others. Um, World Cup skiers there, uh, so it's going to be a super fun night. Last year we sold out and actually had to shut it down. The fire marshal came and said, "Nope, nobody else gets in." So anybody that's thinking about going to the Berkey Bash on Thursday night, I consider getting your tickets now. Um, um, and that'll be fun. It's all about the World Cup. Best gears in the world coming here. So we're going to have some giveaways and really promoting that and getting people excited about World Cup. And then on um, Friday morning, a lot of people don't know about the uh, World Cup or the uh, World Lopet Breakfast. You know, the Berkey's part of the World Lopet, obviously one of the founding members. And we always have a breakfast Friday morning to honor sort of the delegates that have come from around the world and just uh, it's open to anybody and this year Keegan is going to also be at the World Open Breakfast Friday morning which is super fun it's an informal buffet breakfast everyone has to eat breakfast anyways so it's uh, a kind of a fun way to come and uh, certainly meet her but people that are getting ready uh, if they're going to ski the Coeur d'Alope we do it such that there's a bus that leaves right from the World Open Breakfast and goes straight to the Coeur d'Alope for those that want to uh, do that in the morning and um, learn a little bit about the World Open and what it's all about and so that I think is going to be super awesome um, and just a fun experience and then you know the other thing that a lot of times people forget about or just uh, sometimes aren't sure about is the demo on Sunday which is always really cool I mean um, get to go test out some of the coolest new stuff no more pressure of like what's my wax going to be and you just go hang out and commiserate about how the day before went and try some new gear and one of the cool things this year is we've groomed a new path and loop up around uh, Mount Telmark so you can actually ski from Berkey Trailhead, which is where the demo is up at the Berkey start line, up to the top of Mount Telmark and back down and around, and it's awesome. Super cool loop, and this year uh, as part of the demo, that'll be all groomed up, and people can go check that out. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's uh, it's always exciting, lots going on, and, and uh, you know, the big party on Main Street, and everyone's pasta feeds, and what wax am I going to use? But at the end of the day, um, uh, the great energy, and we're looking forward to it. Now, the Berkey breakfast, that's at the Flat Creek Inn, it looks like. So that's yep. probably pretty convenient. Park there, eat the breakfast, grab the bus up to the Berkey the Cordelope at start, start. And, uh, you know, then when you're done, just walk back to your car yeah, after, exactly. after the race. Yeah, exactly. It is. You're exactly right. That is actually true. And it's a cool buffet breakfast. It's kind of fun because there's a lot of World Open delegates here from, again, people that have traveled, uh, you know, whether they came from China. Well. So, somewhere overseas um, and uh, Middle Europe, Iceland, Australia. Um, we had uh, delegates from Argentina in the past. And they're here just to ski a World Open. And um, it's kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Keegan will be there this year, which is always an added bonus, kind of her experiences. And then uh, jump on the bus, head up and do the Cordy. Or if you're you know, skiing the Berkey, go home and start doing some waxing. And then the other nice thing about climbing at Mount Telemark is that's a nice big climb. You've had some more trails open up there, including the old elevator shaft. So uh, people can probably check that out race week. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, all the trails up there, to, not all of them, but many of them that we've reopened, uh, there's about nine kilometers, the old elevator shaft. We and we actually used both that and some of the old World Cup trail that that first World Cup was on in 1978, um, a weekend ago for the Gitche Gammy Games. It was a Super Tour or a JNQ, um, and it was uh, awesome. The athletes loved it. And which reminds me, the other cool thing this year is on Wednesday is a Super Tour Sprint. So people that are in town by Wednesday, Super Tour athletes will be sprinting up at Berkey Trailhead. Um, uh, classic sprint, full World Cup style qualifying and then heats. And uh, ah, fun to take in. Uh, and so if you're here by Wednesday, definitely uh, make sure you check out the Super Tour sprints. They too will be up at the Berkey Start Line, Berkey Trailhead. So you can check out the sprints, uh, get some uh, little easy skiing in and uh, get your Berkey week off to a good start. Right, and that's one of those places where you can go skiing uh, depending on when the trail's shut down. It sounds like maybe the snow will be good um, and you might not need as much time on the trail to prep it, but uh, quite possible that it's going to be uh, closed for most of the course uh, before beforehand, so um, up there and, and other places. And we, Berkey yep. has information on the website. We usually put something up as well on berkeyguide.com. Uh, check it out, and please stay off the trails if they... If they're closed, they might look really nice. Uh, don't put a rod on it. That's going to freeze up and screw up the ski race for 10,000 people. Always nice to talk about that. Uh, the one <laughs> other thing that you mentioned is the World Cup, um, that, that, that the World Cup is going to be in town. It's not exactly going to be in Hayward, but it is going to be nearby. Um, is uh, Berkey going to have a presence down in Minneapolis for that race? Yeah, we are. We're actually going to be a silver level sponsor of the event, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's really what the Lopet has done to bring this to the U.S. is amazing. And I think all of the ski organizations, certainly the ones in the Midwest, are all getting involved because we think it's just super important. And we're excited to host the whole world right here in the Midwest. And we're going to have one of our Piston Bullies will be down uh, at the Lopet helping with any last second snow issues that might arise if they have to do any um, uh, plowing and or you know adding snow um we're gonna have a booth down there the warriors are gonna be there um the sunday preview ski where you can get out and uh, wear your favorite bit of it and uh, race the race course that the athletes will be using um we're gonna be the uh, presenting sponsor of that and so we're excited to be there i'm sure we'll have an army of volunteers down and uh yeah it's uh, it's fantastic and you know one of the side notes is that i don't know if people know or realize the very first world cup ever happened at Telmark in 1978 and uh, so to bring it back to the Midwest is pretty darn cool and um, we're excited for March 17th. Yeah it sounds like a pretty exciting event that that whole week and it's also nice for you guys that it's after the Berkey so you're not worried about what's about to come down the pike um, with the race that, that you can <laughs> exactly, take that right? time. Um, Amen. But it sounds sounds like everything's in pretty good shape uh maybe we'll check in before the race but otherwise see you in hayward in a couple weeks hey sounds good thanks so much thanks ben and thanks to the rest of the berkey staff for giving ben one of their phones to record the podcast I got an email from Ben the afternoon we recorded this that said something like, I dropped my phone in Lake Hayward, and I wasn't sure if he met in an ice pedal or all the way into the lake. Um, I was actually pretty concerned, not just about the phone, but that there was a lot of open water on the lake, but uh, drilling an ice hole to go fishing or check the lake ice, um, or whatever they were doing, I think it was actually checking the lake ice, uh, is... Uh, a, a better reason. So good luck getting a new phone, Ben. Uh, hope you have one by race day. 
Thank you again to Pioneer Midwest for offering RaceWax service to Berkey Guide podcast listeners. And remember to use the code PODCAST uh, to save at pioneermidwest.com. Also, as we head towards race day, we want to hear from you. In addition to the usual post-race podcasting extravaganza, which may or may not include a few few beers, uh, we'd like to hear from you to record your own race day reactions. So use your phone. We will put some stuff up on the website in the next week or so, um, instructions on how to do it, pretty easy. Uh, Email them over to us, which we'll also put in there, and then I'll compile them into at least one, and if we get enough, maybe a couple of short summer episodes, which will drop you know, June, July, August, and then you can sort of have the uh, Berkey experience in the middle of the summer. Um, Remember those memories of race day in your podcast feed. And uh, tell your friends about the podcast too, because, you know, if you're skiing the Berkey, can you get enough Berkey content? Um, I hope the answer is no, even if it's long and drawn out in an hour and a half of people talking about the race. Our music is from Blue Dot Sessions from the Free Music Archive, and thank you very much for listening.